0: Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton flagship podcast here. As always, I'm Colin, and we have no Austin again tonight. Uh, When I asked him why, he messaged me at 4 p.m. this afternoon saying that he wouldn't be on the show tonight. Uh, He just said it's because, quote, I have better things to do, unquote. Uh, So it's just me tonight. But, you know, what else is new on Canton Bound? Uh, At least Austin isn't going to be actively dragging the show down now. Um, So NFL Week 1 officially kicks off tonight uh, with the Bills versus the Rams. Got a great opening matchup tonight. It's actually in the fourth quarter right now as I'm recording. Uh, The Bills look pretty good, especially on offense. Allen's thrown two picks tonight, but he has three TDs and a rushing TD at this point. Um, and Gabe Davis has been what his truthers have thought he was going to be. Um, you know, he was involved early with the touchdown. He had a 47 yard catch on top of that. I was definitely lower on Davis than consensus. And it looks like it's finally time to move him up the rankings now that we're actually seeing it week one uh, against a good team here. Uh, but the most interesting story for the Bills tonight has actually been Zach Moss's passing game usage. Uh, to this point in the game, he has five catches for 20 yards, not a single. Catch for James Cook, actually. Um, Moss has been in in on most of these passing downs. Actually, Cook fumbled his first carry uh, of his NFL career here. Um, This is going to be a situation to monitor. I don't really expect it to become a season-long trend. Uh, Moss was never a great receiving back. uh, But Moss might not be as dead as we thought he was. And um, James Cook might not be the end of the first-round rookie pick that some people thought he was going to be either. Uh, definitely a situation to monitor here as the tra- season goes on. Uh, for the Rams tonight, uh, Cooper Cup, Stafford doing Cup and Stafford things. Uh, but this O-line could be a problem this year. Um, most importantly, though, Darrell Henderson's gotten nine carries so far to uh, Cam Akers three. And Cam Akers has zero yards on those three carries. Henderson also has three catches so far, too um acres might still be working his way back into form but this is a little bit of a cause for concern here i mean signs were kind of pointing to a split backfield all offseason but most people were assuming acres would at least lead that split henderson has been the clear lead back so far in this one Uh, but enough live game recap Uh, tonight i'm going to bring you a little news uh, and then we'll look at some week one plays uh, some starts, sits sneaky options Uh, but before we get into that uh, be sure to tune into our radio show on Better Sports Network on Saturday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. Uh, you can get in there on the Better Sports app. You can go download that. Um, it's going to be some combination of us here at C2C. Um, you know, most likely uh, Felix and Matt, Austin, Chris, uh, myself. We're going to have a, a good crew on there every morning answering questions live. You can call into the show. You can type in the chat. It's a lot of fun. Uh, And then after that, on Saturdays, we're going to be bringing you the tailgate. That's going to be starting at 1030 uh, a.m. Slight programming change there with that radio show. But tailgate's going to be coming to you 1030 to 12. Still going to have all the same content. Still have some prize picks plays. Starts and sits of the week. uh, Game recaps, game predictions. The second part of the show, we're going to have some injury news, some DFS stuff. Um, we have some segments in the middle so with some devi, and some NFL draft looks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely tune into that on our YouTube show. And then we got college fantasy. You're welcome, Felix. College fantasy tonight, uh, that's going to be coming 11 p.m. ish, uh, right after the primetime game. Sports center style recap show on our YouTube channel. There, we're going to be giving you the rundown of the games, what to look for, um, you know, key takeaways, all that good stuff. Uh, we also have the Bet on C2C Pod. They are bringing you some great betting advice every single week. Uh, gotta tune into that one. They're winning you money. You're losing money not listening to that one. Uh, then we also have the uh, College Football Mornings on our YouTube channel every morning. Uh, we got Chris and Matt doing shows on uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Austin and I are doing some waiver wire looks on Tuesdays. Quick hitters. You know, ten minutes ish. Don't want to miss these. And then last thing here, we actually dropped some uh, CFF IDP goodness for you over at the site. Uh, Justice, our newest addition to the team, is going to be bringing you updates on the top CFF IDP producers at each position every week. This is huge with Fantrax not scoring tackles this year. It's hard to gauge who has been producing on, on the CFF side for your IDP leagues. And now you can finally see who the top producers are. Who's worth picking up on waivers? Who should you be starting? All the essential info if you're in an IDP, CFF, or C2C league, and you don't want to tank 50% of your scoring each week. Uh, This is going to be a godsend. you got to check this one out. Uh, And lastly, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group along with a ton of other great pods, including the True North Fantasy podcast, Play to Win podcast, Dynasty Happy Hour, a ton of other good pods over there. Um, Check them all out at Fantasy Points Live. or Check out the drops at Recap the Week in the Fantasy Points media group. Uh, They have some CFF content over there. So if you're looking for additional content outside of Campus to Canton, um, check them out. Uh, Campus 22 gets you a 10% discount there. Uh, Heading into the news here, just a couple quick hitters first. Uh, Christian McCaffrey popped up on the injury report this week with a shin injury. Doesn't sound like it's anything too concerning yet, but definitely something to monitor given the last two years for McCaffrey here. Uh, Lamar Jackson set Friday as his deadline for signing an extension. It doesn't sound like this is going to get done this year, uh, making Jackson a franchise tag candidate next year. I still think the Ravens will get this done, but they kind of need to be careful here. Uh, Joe Flacco set to start week one and beyond with Zach Wilson now not expected to back until at least week four. Uh, That's going to be kind of a downgrade for any of your Jets starters there. Uh, Joe Flacco no longer elite. Sorry, man. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders retired, called it a career. It was unsigned all offseason, but signed a one-day contract to retire as a Bronco, the team he won the Super Bowl with. Uh, Darren Waller sounds ready to play here for Week One, but Chris Godwin is still in doubt. Sounds like he's going to be a game time decision. That's going to be one to monitor late into Sunday morning. Uh, quick, uh, two other news notes here: We got um, George Kittle's banged up with a groin injury. He's missed his second straight practice. Uh, big question mark here this week. Uh, George Kittle's always a guy who who gets banged up at times. I mean, he's he's a violent uh, player. You, you know, he's he, Tight end plays a position with a lot of contact. There, he's an explosive athlete, and those are sometimes you know more susceptible to some uh, you know soft tissue injuries here. Um, Kittle being banged up early in the season, not a good sign given his uh, previous injury concerns. Um, And on other tight end news, Dawson Knox of the Bills signed a four-year, fifty-three point six million dollar extension. Uh, which is the sixth highest contract for a tight end in the league behind George Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews, and David Njoku. Uh, he's tied to them for four more years um, you know, through 2026. Uh, Josh Allen got an extension. He's there through 2028, so you don't have to worry about the quarterback play there. Dawson X broke out last year with 49 catches, 587 yards, and nine touchdowns. I finished the tight end eight in fantasy points last year and half point PPR. I think he's a pretty safe option as a, a low upside, but back in tight end one. And that has some value, um, you know, and it's nice to see him locked up for another four years there at, at a pretty significant, uh, pretty significant contract hit there. So good to see Do- Dawson Knox getting that uh, contract is uh, going to be staying status quo there in Dynasty for the foreseeable future. All right, getting into the week one preview here. I'm going to be bringing you my start of the week, my sit of the week, um, most likely to overperform expectations, and then a sneaky flex play, uh, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, So start of the week, uh, running back Elijah Mitchell for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, great rookie season last year, got banged up a little bit at times. Uh, But he was a hot name earlier this offseason. He's faded a little bit more recently. Haven't heard nearly as much buzz on him, which is not necessarily surprising. You know, everybody's worried about the 49ers and the injuries that they have every single year at RB and a potential dreaded committee, Uh, and, you know, rightfully so. Uh, But the 49ers, they did draft TDP, Terry and Davis Price, but they also cut Trey Sermon. Um, and they cut Michael Hasty as well. So Mitchell really has TDP, uh, a running back who wasn't that great in college. Uh, and Jeff Wilson behind him. Jeff Wilson, another guy who gets banged up. Um, Mitchell had over 100 total yards in 11 games last year that he played. Uh, he is their guy when he's healthy. In fact, he actually had 137 yards rushing and a touchdown against the Bears last year. The Bears that he plays this week. The Bears, who allowed the 7th most yards last year to running backs. And the front 7 didn't get any better. Uh, Rokon Smith was also out for almost all of fall, trying to get a new contract, kind of holding out of sorts. I I think Mitchell's going to absolutely smash this week. I have him as my RB12 on the week. I wanted to put him higher, but it was really tough to move anybody down ahead of him. But if you have Elijah Mitchell, I'm starting him with confidence this week. On the other side of that coin, we got my sit of the week. That is also a running back, Antonio Gibson for the Washington Commanders. Um, people might be tempted to start Gibson, you know, given that Brian Robinson Jr. is going to be out for a little bit uh, after that um, tragic uh, gunshot injury, uh, and Gibson's now the presumed starter again here this week. But just because he's the air quote starter doesn't mean he's going to dominate touches. Uh, J.D. McKissick is still there. Uh, they pried J.D. McKissick out of uh, Buffalo, um, brought him back on, on a nice deal. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm worried about that touch split there, even with Robinson out. Um, this also is, it might sound like an enticing matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they actually had a solid run defense last year. Uh, they were 11th in rush EPA. They also added Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd in the draft and Foyasada Aloakun, the former Atlanta Falcons tackle machine uh, in free agency. Uh, this is a beefed-up defense here that was already good last year. I think Antonio Gibson's really going to struggle this week uh, against the Jags' front seven, and that's just assuming that he gets you know the bulk of the touches. If he fumbles or if you know he doesn't get the uh, the bulk of the touches there, and McKissick gets more work than we're expecting, this could be uh, th- this could be a potential big flop situation here. I think if there's a sell window still open on Gibson, which there might be in some leagues, there, I would take it before this week starts before it slams shut. Uh, most likely to overperform expectations, and this is also a running back. Um, running back miles Sanders of Philadelphia. Uh, like everybody's down on Sanders this off season, and myself included. I, uh, you know, was a big Sanders guy, when he first came out, my uh, blue and white uh, colored glasses may have, you know, clouded that judgment a little bit here. Um, but he was explosive in college, great athlete, caught the ball. Well, you know, we liked him in Philly and just really hasn't been able to stay healthy. And and honestly, hasn't really looked that great when he has been out there. Um, Kenny Gainwell, the running back that they brought in in the draft last year from Memphis, uh, and Boston Scott, uh, they're both legit threats to Sanders' workload every single week. Uh, And while the Eagles coaching staff did say that Sanders is their guy, uh, Sanders has already missed some time this summer. He had a hamstring injury. He's been back here in the fall. He practiced all week leading up to this game. We're expecting Sanders to play. The Eagles do sound like they want to use him a little bit more. Uh, And this is a good matchup. The Lions had the fourth worst rush defense last year in EPA allowed and in rushing EPA allowed and rushing touchdowns. Uh, In fact, the Eagles actually ran for 144 yards and four touchdowns uh, from the running backs combined last year against this Lions team. Now, the Lions might be slightly improved this year with some offseason additions, uh, including two through the draft in their first round pick Aiden Hutchinson uh, and safety Deshaun Elliot. Elliott. Uh, but this still isn't going to be a good rush defense. They're not going to dramatically turn around a defense that bad uh, with a couple rookie additions here and some lower key free agent signings. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is a good opportunity for the Eagles running backs. I, I think the Eagles are going to run all over the Lions this week. I expect them to get up early on them too. Uh, you know, I don't expect any of the uh, garbage time hurts stats. Um, so this is an opportunity for the running backs to really run the ball well against them. And if Sanders is their guy and they do use him more, Sanders could have a big week this week. Uh, you know, after this week, you could see some people on Twitter giving uh, giving Sanders some love. Maybe he's even a little mini post hype sleeper after this week. Um, if he is, probably looking to sell him pretty quick there. Uh, last play of the week here, um, Shocker, also a running back. My sneaky flex play of the week, uh, Chase Edmonds, running back for Miami. Um, now, he came over from Arizona, or he wasn't used heavily in Arizona, uh, but he was used uh, as a pass catcher, um, You know, caught the ball really well. Um, he is likely to share the backfield with uh, Raheem Mostert, you know, and Mostert does have some familiarity with new head coach Mike McDaniel, uh, but Chase Edmonds has, has been hyping him, hyping this offense up all off season. He said he's really excited to play in a zone scheme, um, and I think Edmonds is the better player uh, over Mostert, honestly. And he should see most of the passing game work. That's what he was good at last year. I expect him to you know see a lot of that work this year. Mostert was never really a great pass catcher. At New England last year led up the eighth-most catches to running backs. Now, Miami does have Tyreek Hill. They brought him in the offseason here. They have Jalen Waddell, who really popped as a rookie last year. Both of these guys operate well in the short area, uh, but they're both also explosive enough that you have to always watch both of them. You can't uh, get too, too close to the line of scrimmage against these guys because they can take the top off the defense at any time. Uh, The Pats actually always played man against Tyreek when he was of the Chiefs. Um, You know, I I would expect that to likely continue this year as well against Tyreek. Uh, I would expect some safety help over the top, too. And, you know, all of that can create some open looks for Edmund underneath. So Edmunds could get some nice passing game work, uh, you know, and if he does end up getting more carries than most are here, he could have a really nice week. I don't have a great feel for the way this game is going to go. This is one of the more difficult ones to pick of the week. I think Um, new England's actually a dog, a three and a half point dog, um, depending on what book you're looking at. And then the over-under is at 46. So not high, not low kind of right in the middle uh, expected to be a close game. Um, So I I think chase Edmonds has an opportunity to be used in in both assets of the game all game long. Um, So if, if I have him, you know, and I'm struggling with my flex decision, I'll, I'll, put, I'll throw him in there. You know, I, I like him as a potential option here for this one. Um, all right, well that is going to do it for us here tonight. Short and sweet, uh, right to the point, without Austin. He always likes to say that I uh, am long-winded and I get out of here in under 20 minutes tonight. Um, check out the uh, podcast that we have over on the channel. We got something dropping for you every single day. Uh, Mondays we got chasing the natty Tuesdays we have campus life uh, apologies for the delay this week um Wednesdays we got bet on C2C Thursdays Devi debate Friday we got this show Canton bound and we have back to Devi the only Devi show on our uh, podcast network um, all great stuff over there check out the YouTube page as well um, if you like our stuff if you like our content you know like uh, and subscribe for the podcast leave reviews. Like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, Leave some comments on there. All of that helps us a lot. I don't really know why. I'm not smart enough to know that stuff. But all I know is it does help you. Um, So if you like us, help us out. Throw some likes. But until next time, I'm Colin. And have a good one.